0: This week on Planet Internet, I am your host, Amy Tom. I am joined with David Smook, the CEO of Hacker Noon, and I am joined by Hung, who does a little bit of everything at Hacker Noon and nobody really knows what exactly she does, but she's in all of the pots. so here we go. This week on Planet Internet, we are talking about big tech and the crackdown that Biden just signed on big tech. We're talking about decentralization and the crypto movement and what that means for big tech as well. So let's get started. I'm going to share my screen with you today. Here we go. I want to talk to you about this Verge article that was published a few days ago yesterday, and it was by John Porter, and it's called Facebook Satellite Internet Team Joins Amazon. So basically the premise of this article is talking about how Facebook had this internet connectivity team that was focused on low orbit earth satellites and that was supposed to be competing directly with elon musk and starlink and then amazon decided to acquire the team that was building this project for them and so there was about a dozen employees that are moving from facebook to amazon for a quote unquote undisclosed amount Undisclosed some as part of the acquisition. So, yeah, apparently Amazon is now trying to compete with Starlink. David, did you hear about this before?
1: Yeah, I saw it on the Internet.
0: Yeah, crazy. I wonder how many people will be, how many organizations will be competing into this Internet space connectivity thing because if Amazon has just taken Facebook out, who is a major player? How many people are going to be left? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's wild to also think this is a little sportsy and they're like acquiring players and it's like yes. an acquisition of a subsection of a company that's like point whatever zero zero one percent of Facebook. It's a couple yeah. of super high value employees, and then it's like where is the line of ownership? Jeff Bezos owns Blue Origins, he owns Amazon, they're both moving to space, mm-hmm. Musk owns Starlink and Tesla, like how is, did Facebook get those two to bid against each other for these engineers? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little bit of, um, also just seeing all this money it makes me think of just how bullish these companies are to go to space, and they think they know more than us, and they think it's a little more realistic to start investing heavily in this right now, of how how what type of businesses will be around space. So I really wanna know how much they paid for this. What's your yes. guess?
0: I know I was gonna say, I was gonna ask Hung, knowing that Amazon says they plan to invest $10 billion to launch three th- over 3000 3, satellites. Mm-hmm. How much do you think that they acquired this dozen person team?
2: Do we have any like information on whether like, they just pay them to do what they do? or do they actually acquire them? Because acquiring a team, it just requires a lot of commitment, both like legally and technically and everything. So I would say that it's definitely no less than $10 billion, we just don't know. (laughs) It can be- um,
0: Wait, they're they're investing ten billion million overall and they're just going to put it all into acquiring this team? I mean, I don't know. Let let me me play
1: a different scenario, okay? Here's what I think happened. These are very elite engineers, say, making, like, I I would probably guess low seven digits, like a million, two million a year Mm -hmm. stock options to maybe double that, something like that.
2: And what happens
1: is when one, two, and three, and four start to leave, Facebook then approaches Amazon and say, hey, bro. That's my IP. Those are, that's my right. You can't just steal the whole team. And then they're like, oh, do you want to get sued? And they're like, no, I don't want to get sued. And they're like, okay, mm-hmm. instead of going to court, let me sell you the whole squad and yeah. this, these terms of not being sued for building on this technology. So yeah. it, it didn't start from like approach and try and say, I want to hire 12 people at once. I'm sure it started from they got mad and that they pouch, yeah. their employees and they're basically reaching a compromise to, not go, to stay out of court. That, that's how yeah. I uh, read this story.
0: okay Okay, then wait so of the dozen person team how many people jump ship prior to the official acquisition (laughs) amazing okay yeah so speaking of big tech and wait wait i have uh, a
1: question for hug Oh yes. is this uh between amazon and facebook who is this better for the stock price for this deal
2: i honestly i like facebook better
0: Do you like Facebook better or will they have a better impact on the stock Um,
2: price? Yeah, so like Facebook definitely have a better impact on my portfolio. I think, I don't remember correctly. Let me pull up my Robinhood. That's like the only thing I have right now. But I believe like I gained around 80% when I bought Facebook, which is a lot. But I only gained around 40% when I bought Amazon. Because Amazon like, after I bought it, it, it went through like... It, it went up, it went up in it like gradual, gradually, but like it has some up and down. Yeah. And also I don't like the way fits, uh, Amazon choose the employee because like when you buy a stock, it, it's, it doesn't just depend on like the financial report. It's, I also mm-hmm. buy the stock based on how they manage the people. And I heard a lot of bad rap. About it, about Amazons, so I don't want to talk here for a legal reason.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so to answer my my own question, whose stock price does this help hurt the most? Yeah. Tesla. And uh, yeah, definitely you know, get some competition. They've made all their satellite yeah. goals very public too yes. with their number yeah. of satellites. So I, I think it's good. Get some competition. It's such a, there's such a barrier to entry in the satellite business. It's like, you don't just suddenly raise a seed funding and have 10 satellites in the air. It's like, (laughs) you have to have a lot of money to compete with these guys.
2: Yeah, for sure. But
0: with Facebook uh, selling this team, they're effectively, officially bowing out of the race.
2: Yeah. So I'm looking at stock price right now. Tesla is only down by 2.3%. Facebook, let's see. Facebook is down by almost 1% today. And Amazon is down by 1.4%. So what does the market tell us is that people don't think that Facebook and Amazon <laughs> can compete with Elon Musk. So yeah. Bezos and Zuckerberg is nowhere.
1: Or <laughs> this, these 12 people switching teams is just small potatoes of affecting mm-hmm. those three. Free
2: like, yeah, because I don't, <laughs> Nobody cares. You have a bunch of you have a bunch of excellent engineers in the world. So if these twelve people move out of the team, you have more twelve do you have twelve more people elsewhere who are just equally as talented.
0: Yeah, but and, Facebook's not going to start again.
2: We don't know. We don't know what massive word. But
0: don't you think that like when they sold that team, they probably sold like whatever IP as well that they were
2: developing.
1: And it could have went either way. They could have just mm. salvaged the thing of some sort of anti, some sort of agreement of things they wanted to reduce the poaching. Like, uh, it,
2: it's all in a contract. I think like Facebook has a very good legal team. So if mm. the IP is hurt, Facebook is not going to let that happen. I think Mark Zuckerberg is way smarter than that, but we, we never know.
1: Yeah. I heard he grew up on space.
2: Zuckerberg? Yeah. <laughs> you, you see his meme, like you see like, how he looked like an alien during his hearing in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amy, can you pull that up? Uh, try face um Max Zuckerberg hearing twenty eighteen. Yeah, he looked like a freak. he looked like an alien. Try image. See, see, see. Wow, well, okay, <laughs> you're
1: right. For those of you who are audio listeners, I can confirm we are looking at a picture of. It's- but appears to be an alien.
0: I really mean, like, look of at like him right in this photo, especially. He just looks a little bit like bug-eyed, right? Like of yeah. like sp- spacey-eyed.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, okay. I don't want to like body shaming or like face shaming. Mouthsucker, public. don't.
1: He's an alien. Um... Be gentle. It's, it's not nice. <laughs> we look the way we look. We don't make fun of people. I think it's time that we okay. stop
0: it's all right all right okay, okay but i don't even think this is what he really looks like in other pictures that i've seen of him i've never seen him in real life but like this in this photo he does especially like alien it really
1: looks like this <laughs> hearing scared the shit out of him doesn't it like he yeah. just went completely, <laughs> like he just went completely
0: white yeah, yeah like he lost it yeah yeah he's what the
2: hell going on okay
0: cool Let's okay well, speaking of hearings of crackdowns of big tech let's move over to this bbc article that was posted last week and it was it's about biden signing in the new order to crack down on big tech so i know very little about what this actually means because i'm canadian <laughs> and so yeah. i am trying to like understand like what this means in terms of the future of big tech firms. The fact that he has signed this executive order that is aiming to crack down on them and to Oops. promote more competition. David, do you have any knowledge on what this means from a business perspective?
1: Reading from the article, it's a little unclear what the some of the details will mean, but the article says big tech has been accused of making killer acquisitions essentially Mm -hmm. buying up competition, which they're very well known for. The irony here to me, I would say the U.S. government makes killer acquisitions all the time. Look at Louisiana Purchase. Like Mm. that is a killer acquisition. (laughs) And so I'm always (laughs) a little bit on the side of, the government is another business and the more it tries to do good, sometimes it can have adverse effects. So Mm -hmm. I'm naturally skeptical. But the idea that it's very hard to compete and they're going to create more competition, they're going to unfair marketplaces are absolutely rampant. People driving traffic to their own marketplaces, moving their own services above a, of neutral services and pretending to be a neutral ground. So there's plenty of areas where the government could step in and make it easier for more businesses to compete. But overall, I'm still skeptical that this is more than political theater
0: and Hung, do you think that this is going to have any kind of effect on small businesses and tech? It's just, if it's ever come true,
2: because uh, the U.S. is known for introducing a lot of bills, but mm-hmm. most of them are never passed. So I think, like, if this ever come true, of course, like, it, it will open more market entry to a smaller company, but that's all I can say for now, because I also, am not, like, an U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really, I really don't know it for sure. But, yeah, like, I find so, this confusing. Yeah, from what I learned, <laughs> In business classes, and if my professor ever listens to it, I hope take away my degree (laughs) if any of it is wrong. (laughs) But yeah, it can help some smaller business to to get more like entry, like to get more market entry. But like about the competition, we don't know because Mm -hmm. big tech is already like has the biggest uh, advantages regarding to capital and reputation and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it may help, but it will not help like, significantly. Do you yeah, the,
1: the quote yeah. from Biden is, capitalism without competition isn't capitalism, it's exploitation. Yeah. So it has that yes. political theater ring. It has strong sound bites. I don't know.
0: I mean, I, this is, so, <laughs> un- is- this
2: so unclear. yeah
0: yeah what i thought was interesting is that one of the things that they talk about in this article is that biden was essentially like criticizing amazon but like not saying that it's definitely amazon but he was talking about online (laughs) dominant online retail marketplaces and how small businesses can sell products and then amazon a satellite company (laughs) <laughs> yeah amazon the satellite company the web service company the delivery the company, company the everything company yeah the yeah, books we books. call them the
1: company yeah,
0: yeah the company just the company but it was he was telling how like amazon uses the data from small businesses of what products sell the most and then just makes their own so they launch competing products with the popular items that are selling okay. on amazon and try and take out small businesses so i'm like okay yeah
2: so is this bill the same as the um uh... US law, so like I'm looking at a similar uh, article. It's a US lawmaker introduced bill targeting big tech. And literally, mm-hmm. there are five bills. <laughs> there are five bills that they introduced by in June. Yeah. Uh, Amy, Amy, yeah. scroll up a little bit. Scroll up. Yeah. Do you see, US lawmaker introduced bill targeting big tech. Yeah. That's what I'm reading. So I don't okay, know. if it's, like, yeah. it's like the same bill, but like they initially introduced five bills mm-hmm. just to like cure, compared, like it basically like make it more difficult for companies to kill up competition and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Who, has the, who has
1: the most data? The people that are monitoring the rules of how to control data. So if the government's coming in and they're saying, hey, we're going to set the rules that. about how these government, how these companies can control yeah. and not control your personal data, I get a little skeptical. of Are like, they really say, the ones that are, that's have so my best
2: true. In mind? Like, do you see the four CEO? I feel like they're going to live in yeah. spaces. it has- so These empty. bills were
0: drafted after a 16th month investigation into the powers of Amazon, Apple, Google, and Facebook. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, you're not big tech nobody, anymore. Nobody
2: <laughs> cares about you. <laughs> 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 like, honestly though, like I feel like this is like this is not not like serious at all. But I feel like the US government are like, hey, big tech, you don't need to gather people's data. We have the FBI for that. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it just like gives the FBI more job of stalking people instead of giving it to like private big tech. But it's whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Can we we stop talking about the government? They're making me angry.
0: Yes, Aww. that is why we have to jump over to crypto. And so I wanna to talk to Hung about this crypto article that was posted on Hacker Noon. It's called The Best Time to Buy Crypto Was a Year Ago. The next mm-hmm. best time to buy is right now. Uh, that yeah. was posted by Crypto Badger. So mm-hmm. do you agree with that Hung as a general statement? I do I do.
2: Because mm-hmm. twenty twenty is the big is the best time to, to buy any like to get into any cap investment 2020 was like basically the, the um black friday of stock and crypto. <laughs> oh wow okay super I sale mean, yeah super sale you know You <laughs> don't have to get in light you yeah can, like, it, yeah it, he it says the prices skyrocketed like, to
0: all-time uh, highs I mean, and then crashed substantially over the past few weeks
2: yes so you can, you can jump in now, but you don't have to go all in into crypto. You can just go, like, little by little. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm doing right now because I'm more on the uh, conservative side of things. So I think you can stop right now because it's bursting, but it will go back up. That's what I learned from investing. It go down, like, it, you hit wrong button, and it just get better from there.
0: Okay, I have some questions yep. about in about investing in crypto about the logistics, which like maybe are gonna be some dumb questions, but like probably (laughs) other people don't know as well. So So, can I, like when you say like a low, like I'm investing a low amount into crypto, like what does that Mm -hmm. mean in terms of, I guess like percentage of your overall portfolio? I
1: think one thing to bring up here is your age. So one, Mm -hmm. so I forget who made the rule of thumb, but one rule of thumb is basically you do a hundred minus your age, And that's basically a rule of you can make that an asset class. So oh, like the younger you are, the more you want risk in your asset class. <laughs> and I, I don't know, no one really knows what the answer is, but you should definitely consider crypto in the volatile section of your yeah. assets mm-hmm. in terms of what direction they could go. Yeah. you look at like a financial mm-hmm. instrument, like the 401ks and the EFTs or ETFs or whatever, any instrument, and then you look towards private equities and then you look towards crypto. Crypto is on the riskiness of more of the penny stocks, unless you're talking about premium crypto, like Bitcoin and Ethereum, then you can get into the graphs that you see comparing it to the S&P 500 and see how much better it's done for three years in a row, four years in a row. So I think if there's some of the, and I think this is what this author saying, he puts Bitcoin as his own class in its top, and it's over half of the entire crypto market, then Ethereum, and then 20 other altcoins, at least they have an ecosystem going and transactions happening. And beyond that when you get to 0.5 with his small cap altcoins it's just like penny stocks to me and that's where it's really just picking out of a hat and it could 100x and it could zero.
0: Yeah. Okay. But You're if I him. was going to invest <laughs> if I was going to invest in crypto right now as a first time mm-hmm. buyer or investor, mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. what's how to ask this what's an appropriate amount to invest into this? <laughs> I guess it depends over every person,
2: a, yeah it it, it depends on like how much you have. On just saving right now, and how much yeah. like you are willing to? If I take
1: this opportunity to confirm this is not investment advice.
2: No. Yeah, this is not investment no, advice. Nobody people. knows this is not. <laughs> nobody knows
0: not- anything on
1: the, on the internet, and I cannot make that more clear.
2: Yeah. No. Don't like don't commit suicide because <laughs> because once you heard from us, okay. Well, last
1: time I was on this podcast, it was someone that put all of their 1.8 million into their own crypto trading bot, and his conclusion at the end after he lost all of his money was to just build another bond, do it again.
0: Yay! <laughs> Which is not our official financial advice either. Yeah,
2: we don't do that here. We okay, actually we have zero f- official
0: either. financial advice. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. No. Nobody yeah. here is okay. I, I don't think anybody here is qualified to give like financial advice. But honestly though it depends on like first how much you're having in your serving and how much how many percent you are willing to invest in general because like you can invest in gold and USD and stock and bond mm-hmm. ETF and crypto. And it's also like how much risk you want mm-hmm. to take. So if you are a very risk adverse person, you can only get 5 to 10% of that total, like of that total money that you are willing to invest into crypto and Bitcoin. But if you are more like, you are more risk loving, it can go to 30 or 40%. So it's really just more that to like, Personal reference that like for me, I'm mm-hmm. still like a very, I'm a, I'm a stalker. I'm not like a crypto girl. So, like, right now, crypto is only like 10 to 20% of my current mm-hmm. portfolio, and mm-hmm. I am happy with that. But if, if you are best friend with Usa, for example, you can ask him for some USDT advice, or like, you can ask him, like, what crypto to buy. Non official advice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is not official advice. Okay?
0: <laughs> okay, I guess like my last question is how to buy crypto. You via yeah, Robinhood you use? Don't I forget Hacker
1: sponsor. Bybit. Yeah, this
2: is not this is Bybit. not Hacker Noon sponsor. Bybit. Yes. <laughs> Bybit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can also buy a Bybit. But I know like a lot of people use Coinbase and Bybit. It's just you just have to find a platform that you trust. You can also okay. buy it via yeah. Robinhood. Robinhood offer crypto. Like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah.
1: And, which is, and don't lose your private keys.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And which is like the only two cryptos that I re- I'm really interested in. So that's all I care about. Yeah. All
0: right. David, what do you think? Is now the time to go? Should I? It has no effect on
1: my life. So sure.
2: <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> remember last podcast that I also joined? We asked Link yes. for 5x our salary so we can start yes. investing, it's time to bring it up with David again.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, remember that time that we asked for 5x our salary on the podcast and doing did it you again? What I'm not recalling. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think
1: it's a good time to transition to the next article.
0: I think yeah. so too, but because I would like to talk person. about the decentralization of the internet with the blockchain in mind. So I am throwing to this article on Hacker HackerNoon ne- again and it's called decentralization of the internet the frontier of the internet so uh this article was by nicholas resendez i finally have said his name right i have said this wrong in the past so hello but he is talking about how the internet uh, like decentralization in the internet he's talking about decentralization through blockchain and about how the I like what he wrote here. He said the decentralized internet under blockchain technology will allow storing information in different places instead of a centralized network. It's a diversified storage system that will prevent data from being erased by centralized networks or blocking users from access. So the components are an independent login system, an alternative way to store and access files, a peer to peer system, distributed computing, and decentralized money transactions. So as we move towards decentralization, David, do you think that blockchain will continue to have a prevalence in like decentralization as a term or as like a concept? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. The five, he highlights five projects at the end. If you want to take a look at his opinion of top open source ones where he has uh, Filecoin, OpenBazaar, D2, a couple others, FreeTime.
0: Free yeah, time. it's
1: right now too much of the hosting is just way too consolidated. And it's that is a very dangerous thing That because the host has the power to take you down. The DNS has the power to take you down. So there's elements of around if the community wants it up, That's a community decision and it stays up. And if the versus one executive at one company decides this company is bad and they're, they take them off the internet. So there's that side of it of this, the motivation for the community to have things that serve themselves is always going to remain. I think the whole self-hosting dream, someone is going to nail. And the idea that Netflix could be powered by the people watching it. And you use your leftover internet to serve as the hosting for all the other people streaming Netflix. Like someone I think will solve that in my lifetime where you don't need servers and each one is operating as an individual peer, but I just haven't seen anyone successfully do it yet. (laughs) I've seen a lot of money thrown around and I've seen it work for certain use cases, but the fundamental idea behind it that the community has enough hosting power to host the community, I think it's true, and uh, someone will solve it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hung, what are your thoughts on the decentralization movement?
2: Can I stay out of this? Because I'm like, speech, I don't want to dip into that. But honestly, though, I think that is it totally possible. It, maybe it's not anytime soon, because there's still, like, error and trial, and not many people are willing to try that out. But maybe, I don't know, maybe in a hundred years, we can say a different internet, a more decentralized internet. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I thought that this was interesting. He put in a stat that said the it was a Pew Research Center study and it said ninety one percent of Americans have already lost confidence and admit they have lost control over their personal information or how their personal information is collected online, which like definitely fall into that category. I have zero control yes. about how my personal information is being collected, whether it's via like Facebook, Amazon, Google, whatever. Um I can't control. I mean, I can, but like. Fighting
1: that could be in the short term, at least more of that big tech government argument mm -hmm. of someone, if a central entity comes in, they may actually be able to solve the problem sooner of penalizing all the bad actors here. And it's the long-term play is more of a, its own decentralized internet, like the necessary evil that comes first. But honestly,
2: okay. I, I have a question here. So if you don't in one way or another, collect people data. You know, like, Facebook, for example, it thrives on advertisement, right? So if they don't collect people data, how do they make money? How do they target mm-hmm. the app to the user and how do they make money? So it, it's really, I don't know, because, like, I, it, doesn't re- it doesn't sit ground well with me that a company are collecting information. And I actually, like, during college, I did a whole big-ass paper about that. I know like you need to collect people information to make money. But Mm -hmm. where is the borderline? Like, which part is right for you to just collect my name, my age, and my preference to just to displace the app? For example, if I want a biker shot, next Mm -hmm. next thing I know, my favorite way is all about biker shot. But um, Mm -hmm. of course, the line, where is the line? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as
1: long as Facebook has your attention, they could switch business models at any time. Like when regulation comes up, the first thing Zuckerberg says is I want to work with the government. And what he means is I want to be compl- the first one. When the law has changed, I want to be compliant and have my business set up to continue to make money in a better way. So that's like how they look at it. And we faced our, the problem of how to monetize Hacker Noon. That all of our content is public, so it's a little bit different than Facebook. But we reached the conclusion that it should be ads are placed by the relevancy to the content and not the actions of the user. Whenever you get to this story about an Ethereum project, it makes sense that another Ethereum project would be recommended as the ad. As opposed to saying because you were looking for searching for shoes, you would want an ad for shoes, yeah. which is the Facebook approach to the millionth degree yeah. of how much they know about us. Yeah. So I guess I would say they could just replace uh, the ads with just being less targeted. (laughs) They could say, hey, this is the space for the ad. And we just based on the fact that you're like a human in Colorado, we have enough that we can place a billboard as opposed to saying, I'm David Smook and I recently purchased a blue t-shirt. And maybe that means I want a green or a long Mm -hmm. sleeve t-shirt. So I
0: don't know. That's- Yeah, how
2: much is too much? Maybe you want a blue pair of shoes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. All right. That's it for the stories. Anybody have any new tech that they're interested in this week? I I always forget this
1: part. Uh, Same.
0: (laughs) 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 Cool, cool, cool. Anyways, that was this week on Planet Internet.
1: I could drop a few new techs. We're interested in... No, I shouldn't say. We have some partnerships coming up, but I haven't said them on record yet, so I I shouldn't say them on this record.
2: How about you, Amy? How about you? Yeah, I have actually
0: been looking into some things, but I haven't made any like purchases yet as of yet. Did some Mm -hmm. standing desk research the other day. Thought about some new Mm -hmm. podcasting equipment, but nothing like too exciting in the pipeline yet. Yeah
1: check this That's out it. i got a standing desk this is it going up
0: oh see how oh whoa whoa. More? <laughs> whoa, whoa,
1: whoa
0: whoa whoa there you goes whoa whoa
1: i'm phasing out out stage right
0: okay yeah right. this is david's transition out of the podcast and it's also ours so that was this week on planet internet thanks everybody for listening and or watching if you like this episode don't forget to subscribe it produced by Hacker Noon, hosted by me, Amy Tom, and edited by our lovely audio wizard, Alex. Stay weird. See you on the internet. Bye-bye. Peace.